Hello again, and welcome to the Grog Pod Roguelike Podcast, a podcast about roguelike games and everything associated with them. I am your corrupt Admiralty host, Scott Berger, and as always, I'm joined with my rogues gallery of co-hosts. Uh, this uh, is Colin, the fish man. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the uh, coin-flipping, negotiating uh, rook. And your name oh, is... Will. That's my name, too. <laughs> yes. The, one. the nameless one. I mean, if you did change your name to a chess piece, it wouldn't it wouldn't really shock me that much. But yeah, yeah Rook is not a bad name. I, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> they went with that name out of all the chess pieces names. I think that's, that's... Will Bishop. That's 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 a fighting name. No good. <laughs> this week, we are talking Grifflands released June 1st, 2021 on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, Nintendo Switch. You can kind of find it basically everywhere this is uh this is our second play entertainment game uh see previous episode invisible ink for for our thoughts on that one uh and uh in case we hadn't mentioned it last time uh other games by clay entertainment include uh mark of the ninja which everyone needs to play amazing stealth game if i i probably mentioned that last time but it bears repeating amazing stealth game uh hot lava uh haven't really looked into but you know i'm glad that someone at least made a game where the the floor is lava at some point. Uh, Oxygen not included. A possible oh, stay tuned. They played that game. I hated no, that game. Really? No, we, we were not. It gonna was play that. the worst. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, oh, if it's all coming together now, now I understand. Okay, this is the maker of this. Uh, this well, game. so flip the flip side of that ruck coin here is they also made Don't Starve Together. So there you go. It, it balances out. I All mean, right, and yeah. also just regular don't starve, but well, yeah. I mean, I well, the, I think at wait, this is, point, is it one game now? Is I it, think, yeah, I don't know how it worked. I think, from what I understand about how the Steam like product SKU system works, is if you take like an existing one and merge it with another. Mm-hmm. It carries with it like all of, like the ratings and stuff. So like if you if you go into Steam and you type in "don't starve," like. You physically can't find that item to buy anymore. It is just oh, don't just, start just, together now. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've only really played it as the multiplayer game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, Grifflands uh, clocks in at our 64th most popular roguelike in the genre with 12,573 total reviews. Colin, your core argument this week is to gruff, beguile, and fast talk your way into a one-sentence description of what one does in this game of of Grifflands? Um, You are building a deck to... uh, Actually, technically, you're building two decks. One to fast talk, negotiate, and uh, con man your way into into and out of sticky situations. And the other is a battle deck where you just beat them up instead. Uh, And you're in some sort of weird techno dystopia. But, like, also kind of a Wild West... I, just, I no, thought Colin, you're was... all wrong on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the actual description here is that it's an ST. It's a Slay the Spire ripoff where it focuses on the story and decides to make the game five times as long for no reason other than to bore the player. I, I feel like the... those both can 
does con- exist side by side. I know, but yours <laughs> puts it in a, like a, maybe a more positive light. I'm just saying it like it is. This is. Whew, I'm describing know. the physical actions that you do. Yeah, it is. That, there's two decks. That, there, there are two decks. That's true. Yeah. So what's interesting. Yeah. Is this a techno dystopia? I thought this this the setting for know. this game. Well, I I just kind of assumed it was like some sort of either post apocalyptic future and or alien planet. But maybe that's another. It can yeah. it can be both sort of situation. I guess it's yeah, got the world. same. Yeah, I was exact. I was just about to say RimWorld. It's got that mm. weird like, uh, Star Wars RimWorld. It's both high tech and yet you're still like scrounging for parts in the junkyard vibe. Star Wars, I think. Yeah, that's that's that that that's that that's a little bit more true because RimWorld is you know more sparse, not as developed. This is like there's actual colonies, a little bit yeah. probably a higher population and that kind of thing. But yeah, high and low tech for sure. Does, it does it does feel very tatooine yeah i mean not I feel like it's got a lot of those um uh it's got i don't i don't even know what genre is but it's got the tropes of of, of a genre it's like oh there's the faraway empire or something that's like encroaching on our uh on our outlaw oh it's the shogun they're the uh, japanese sort of like uh yeah the, the the shoguns and then you have like the, the 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 cities and there's like that conflict between you know who controls whom and, and all that fun stuff is that yeah and it's like well that and like fallout has kind of the same vibe where it's yeah. like you you know you're in Actions. a wild west kind yeah. of thing where you're the you're a gritty uh, rugged individualists and you're slowly being oppressed by the the higher tech uh, collective that's also somehow corrupt and whatnot. It's a very, there are a lot of tropes in that mm-hmm. that this kind of sticks to. Well, our story begins here in Griftlands by picking up uh, in media res with uh, our bounty hunter character Saul Derek. I think Saul Ick, Derek. Uh, yeah, better call Saul. Uh, you're gonna have to negotiate and fight, uh, fight your way to collect the bounty on the uh, the person who sold you into slavery, which I thought was fun. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. There's just there's a lot of systems. There's map systems. There's deck building systems. Uh, there's um decks decks buildings yes <laughs> well like i guess like in love system and like or i guess a what's that what's that alignment or like uh it's not alignment action relationship kind of thing yeah Although, but individuals can like, like relationship status yeah 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 uh and you have money you have uh meta upgrade points you have, you have more than one meta currency yeah <laughs> Uh, you have day night cycles in this game. There's there's a lot of stuff happening, uh, but I think this this game thrusts you right into the to the thick of action uh, to set you to set your sights on basically saying, hey, this person over here, this alien mutant person wronged you. Your your job is to go and seek revenge, and that's the the first of the three story characters that uh, that we come come into contact with. Uh, did any did either of you crunch through the whole story of our first character here at all? I I didn't. I eventually got to a point where I'm like, I don't understand if this is a run-based game or not. So I'm going to purposely die so I can 
have that experience before we do this podcast. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure you're supposed to do multiple runs and you get unlocks and stuff like that. So I want to see what that system is like and also see if I can get to like move on to the next character and see. I, I like I only did the, the first two. Uh, but I'm like, I, I need to at least have experienced a second character. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't get to the end of the the first character's arc. Did you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I got, I unlocked all three characters and I played through them all to the point of death. And like, and I, and I focused, I think, multiple runs on Rook because I liked that gameplay the most or the, the mechanics of the deck the most, but um no i i think i got to like i got to like the end of day four which i think is the end the last of final day with rook but I, on the first character i didn't like the first character i didn't i mean not that like the characters like the actual uh um personality really mattered at all to me because i'm more just like into the optimization of and the uh the beating of the game so the actual story didn't mean pretty much anything to me mm-hmm. and so yeah i just went with the, the character that i thought had the most fun uh um, cars unique to him yeah, for me, I, I did the exact same thing Colin did. And I was like, okay, I, I want to like understand how this game operates first. And this game is is a roguelike deck builder in the sense that there's there is like decks optimization, your combat deck and your negotiation deck, and you're very uh in your standard deck building fashion going through and figuring out, oh, like, what what sort of things do I have to work around with this? How can I tune and optimize it? But my first playthrough, I was just like, add card, add card, add card, add card, uh, in in the best deck builder uh, strategy possible. So, shocker that, uh, yeah, I wound up, I, I knew that that first run that I was doing was doomed anyway, so I'm like, yep, okay, call strategy, I'm just gonna, like, pick all the worst options just to die and see what happens. And I was... I was pleasantly surprised to see that the next run was different than the first one, at least in terms of like options that you have. And like my first assumption was like, oh, like this, it's a very like narrative driven story based deck building roguelike game, very different than the previous roguelike deck builder games that we've covered between Stacklands. Let's see if I can remember this without pulling up the, the website. Stacklands, uh, we covered Fights in Tight Spaces. Mm-hmm. we did loop hero another deck builder uh monos the hands of fate one and two uh and between those like i guess maybe loop hero was the one that had like the closest to like story driven stuff to it is that right yeah but even that's more like a world story an, uh, an ambiance and and you are it's not run based so you're exploring the story through hmm. uh through one single run, just grinding it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in this case, it's like it's each run you're repeating the story, but like the individual elements that will happen in that story are different. Yeah. Sort of like it, a mass effect sort of thing where the overall story is already like set in stone, but you're just kind of choosing points along the way. Do you want to help this person do you want to hurt this person do you want to negotiate do you want to fight it's kind of like that sort of who do you want to work for but it all mm-hmm. leads essentially to the same point um through kind of like a very similar stories yeah i think it's so i'm gonna 
the, I, I think this is probably going to get compared a lot to Hades because that's the only run based game that I think actually does the story aspect of it really well. Mm-hmm. And that's because it fully incorporates the idea of the run into the story. Like one of the problems I have with this is like, okay, you do some of the story and then you, the next time you start, it's just like, Oh, you have a weird sense of deja vu. It's like, ha ha tongue in cheek. <laughs> you're doing it again. Uh-huh. But that's as much as like the characters aren't aware of you doing runs. And so it makes, I, I don't know. I felt like it made the dialogue and all of the, the it's all flavored text mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It kind of in a roundabout way, kind of reminded me of FTL and was in a little bit of a sense. Cause like every run of FTL, your goal is still the same. Like you got to go yeah. and like fight, fight the mothership at the end of the game. Uh, but like the, the quote unquote story beats in FTL that you do are, are different every time and you know don't don't reference previous runs or anything like that and like the it's not quite the same thing here but i got maybe like a hint of the same cinnamon spice that they used in both of them a little bit where you know your goal as as Saul is yeah to like go and kill your your uh bounty hunter nemesis and the first run that I was going through, I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll like align with this person and I'll do like, you know, this event that pops up in between your main mission story beats this time. And then like the second run that I did, it was totally different. I'm like, oh, okay. Like now I have a little, a, a pet alien dog with me now. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that it was different. And yeah, uh, if it hadn't been different, I would have been pretty down on this game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, I, you know, I, I say that, but I don't know. Like, it would have made it just a different game. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a worse game in some ways. Uh, it would meant that you... It would mean that the meta currency me- should mean much less. It means that you're actually, like, trying to go through and beat each of these things and then be done with it. Um, unlike something like Hades or Slay the Spire, where you really are... The expectation is that you can play through it bunch of times mm-hmm. many many times uh and you will not win a l- most of the time until you're good at the game you can't Maybe. imagine 20 percent chance at maximum with ironclad on the sense in 20 sure but like at a certain point <laughs> like will you you can choose how often you would like to win based off of how high like if you played Ascension Zero on Slay the Spire, you could win every single time, that's correct? True, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's a, but that's not true when you start the game. You get up to that level. Uh Grifflands feels like it's kind of in an awkward halfway zone where you are expected to do runs, but the runs are really long. Mm-hmm. Um, Slay the Spire, you just like if you die, you die fast. Uh Hades, well, you... I mean, like the there's an ex- the expected lifespan, or like you know, you can kind of like get into the midway through the second act, or like dying in the second act is kind of like like kind of the probably the 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 median progress through the yeah. through the the acts. Well, it's like how long do you think the average run of Slave Spire or Hades is? Hmm, Slave Spire, or... I think it's like thirty minutes. That feels right. 
Yeah, between Hades, thirty minutes and an hour. About the or, same. Yeah, thirty minutes to an hour mm-hmm. for like the actual median run, and then the average successful run is maybe an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah, I'd say about an hour and fifteen minutes is is probably about right. Like, granted, I'm playing slower, but. Like these probably, uh, I don't know. How long do you think the average run of Grifflands is? It's, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. If you read the the fucking dialogue, which I don't, <laughs> please don't don't actually read the dialogue. The, like these screens where it's like one character on the left, one on the right, and they're like talking gibberish. Like this is kind of like one of the things of the game is that they, they speak in their they own speak, language and they then they read simlish. it in English. Huh? They speak Simlish. Simlish, whatever. Right. I, you know I, what I, I mean? Took... Like, like the with the way. <laughs> yeah, like the Sims. Simul- yeah, yeah. Like the, okay, yeah, like the Sims game. Okay, or uh, Animal Crossing or whatever. <laughs> I that's just like to me. That's just like oh, so you wanted to save on voice acting budget? Okay, fine. And and you're gonna make me read all this stuff, but I I don't I don't recommend that at all. Like these walls of text. Uh, what was my point about this? Um, <laughs> it wastes your time. <laughs> It's it's a huge waste of time. Oh yeah, I went through it the first time and I and I was actually like paying attention to this. I'm like reading mm-hmm. everything and then I realized that nope, I'm just gonna click as fast as I can through all this crap because ultimately the decision is always the same. Do you negotiate with this person? Do you battle this person? Or do you uh do you want to work for this person? Those are like mm-hmm. essentially the three things. And it's just like, are they good? Are they evil? I don't care. Just get right. me to something interesting. Well, I don't want to read the, all this dialogue. The other, other all the option tropes. is is instead of doing negotiate or battle, it's negotiate then battle. It's like okay, so you mm-hmm. just have to do the fight twice. Well, yeah, but if you negotiate first, you get a slight advantage in the battle, and like that's kind of like the and you get an extra yeah. card. There's slightly more rewards if you slow the game down even more. Right. Um, which... Hot take. I kind of like the dialogue in this game. Well, you are wrong. I'm afraid uh, that's <laughs> just because like so favorite. so playing on the Steam Deck. Like uh, I I think like. This game doesn't really play super well in the Steam Deck because, like, all the font is, like, incredibly tiny. Uh, it plays better than you think it would on the Steam Deck. Uh, but, you know, break out your cheater glasses for it uh, if you're even remotely concerned. I think, that like, this looks and plays a lot better on a big full-screen desktop. Uh, but when I was first playing it on the Steam Deck, I'm like, is there something bugged? Because, like, those little, like, goofy alien, like, dialogues between characters... Uh, something on the Steam Deck like flipped the switch for there's an option in the menu settings to auto or like skip to the end of all the dialogue. So like uh, you get yeah. you get into a, a dialogue segment and then it'll just go like one person will just go and then it'll have like like the hundred line long like back and forth dialogue. And I would I would like on the Steam Deck, I was like kind of frustrated of like scrolling all the way back and be like, okay, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, do I want to no, they, they've optimized? This? By skipping through it, they realize the most players don't care. Uh Well, I care because I want to uh, make sure that the Admiralty gets what's coming to it, and that uh, you know that I'm freeing all of the uh, all of the people in, in the in the right places. But oh no, I want to lick the boots. <laughs> Their boots look so delicious. Um, uh... So I tried to read as much of the dialogue, and. It's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just not relevant. That's the problem is like, I can't, it's not good enough for me to want to read it on its own. And it's not relevant enough for me to convince myself to read it 
once I realized that I could just right click and it would go to the bottom and then I could get on with playing the game. Hmm. And so I feel like they, they want so much for the dialogue and the story to be a part of the game, but you don't have to engage with it at all in order to play the game. Really? Which if I can, if I can just like throw this hypothetical, if, if it acted more like mass effect, where randomly in watching this conversation in the cinematic with real voice actors, like mm-hmm. there's a little pause where you're like, you have to be paying attention because they ask you something. There's a ticker, there's a timer Ooh, going down. And you yeah, have to like immediately respond with like, well, what do you want to do next? And like that, and it has to be relevant. And like, would that have made it better? Do you think, or to like just have like actual forks in the conversation instead of it being, here's a giant wall of text and here's the same three decisions, no matter what. Yeah. I guess that's probably, if there were decisions during the conversation, mm-hmm. then it would be, I mean, cause it's not, it's, it's, it's a conversation not between you and another character. It's between your app, you, you know, it, it's not between you, the player and the character. It's between the, the, the played character and an NPC and you don't have any effect on the outcome. Like the the person you're playing as is their own fully formed being and you have no effect on their personality, really. How shocked would either of you be if you found out that this was originally started development as like a a deck building based RPG? That sounds Uh, not at all shocked. (laughs) Honestly, that so I... Uh, I have not played the Gloomhaven RPG yet. I kind of want to because mm-hmm. I'm very potentially also a stay tuned. If, if depending on how tortured of a definition of roguelike we really want to get with this program, but I don't know if we could justify that because it's like a true <laughs> a true tabletop RPG, but with cards. It's like I don't know, man. That's just D and D with cards. Uh-huh. But like I'm interested in it because I like the idea of of cards as the randomization element in a TTRPG. Um, this doing the dialogue stuff has almost convinced me that it's a bad idea from something like this hmm. because I don't I don't know if it worked. I don't I did not like the dialogue deck. The negotiation one? The negotiation or, yeah, the, the negotiation deck. What happens so, when you lose with that by the way? I never actually lost with the negotiation deck. Whenever I lost yeah, it was you get like so a, yeah like when you when you lose so there's there's standard combat if you played, you know, any of the deck builder games that we've talked about so far, or Slay the Spire, the only roguelike deck builder that matters. Uh, <laughs> your your combat phase is just like very very kind of standard. You play a card and you attack your opponent's health down to zero, kind of. Uh, I guess maybe we'll come back to that in a sec. The diplomacy um, or the negotiation, uh, quote unquote, encounter or or combat phase, or whatever. Uh, different in in many senses where uh, you have your core argument, which has like some passive things that that do stuff like, oh, like our our first character saw her uh, main main thing is that she gets like plus one effectively armor every turn. Um, and you can deploy cards wow. that ha- that do like passive effects. like, oh, this card here will randomly attack one of your um, opponent's arguments like every turn or whatever uh i thought i actually thought like this diplomacy thing was pretty a pretty fresh take on the system where i was i was glad the like og combat style system was there i'm happy that this system is here and i'm kind of glad that 
that it isn't just the diplomacy deck also. But so anyway, like, it, should you lose a diplomacy interaction, that whittles your, uh, God, what is it called? Resolve, not your health, but your yeah, other your resolve, health, quote unquote. Your, health your secondary health will resolve. Yeah, that was that whittles down to zero and you basically lose the negotiation and all of a sudden like oh like that ammo cache thing that i was gonna try to rescue for my for my buddies like oops i failed you know i rolled a, a crit nat one on that negotiation and bungled it badly uh so now the person you know laughs at you they they don't like you and you've kind of like failed that that quest so to speak and it, it it doesn't like the like the consequence of that is that it locks you out of negotiations in the future until you build that meter back up either by winning combat or by going back to your home base and like um Eating doing noodles. doing yeah like doing stuff to like rebuild that meter or yeah sleeping at the night like there's like yeah. three opportunities to sleep but okay mm -hmm. that, that, that makes sense because i was but that means that the only way to die then is to lose in battle and so yes. i should have like in theory, then you want to lean more on the negotiation deck as like a yeah, it doesn't really matter as much if I yeah. lose. And so I didn't negotiation. Like the negotiation hit point pool resolve is kind of like shields almost. Like hmm. you should probably be negotiating first always if you can, because there's especially as you get the towards the end of a day slash act whatever. Like when you're fighting the last boss thing of each day you should absolutely always negotiate first because it's there's no there's not a huge downside to losing that not in the same way if it's not it doesn't end your run um but this is so i have a question uh specifically for the first character because i think the second character is a has a little bit more um unique mechanics but for the first character if you blanked out all of the flavor text and all of the names of the cards and only had their mechanical effects would you be able to tell if you were in a negotiation or a battle i don't think you could not really if you gave it to someone who didn't who hadn't played the game before and you said one of these is a negotiation and one of them is a battle which one's mm -hmm. which i don't think that there is enough of a difference between like they don't feel different one's just a battle where you use words in quotes and the other one is it's like, what's the difference between uh, like, oh, you 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 hit their ego versus you hit them with like a, a kick in the back of the head? Yeah. Like, it didn't feel any different. It was just like a number of damage to a a a point pool. I think like part part of the problem is that I don't know that I've seen a a kind of like um, negotiation system like this before. Like I'm trying to think to like other games that that I've played that uh do like you you work on your speech craft in Skyrim or something to try to convince people yeah or you know um trying to to like yeah, Morrowind especially <laughs> if I remember like back in the day like the, the they had they had a very special like system of like convincing people but and that very uh, much felt like a negotiation right uh. And I'm spacing on another, another, or, or like ones in, uh, God, what is it? Um, like Star Wars: The Old Republic, the, like those kind of RPGs where you're like you're you're navigating like, um, uh, like dialogue trees to like, you know, determine like, oh, I want to go down this path versus this path, and this path makes me more evil or more good. And it's like this is like such a different spin on it that. 
I don't know, like, Colin, I think you're right in that, yeah, it's just like, it's like a different take on combat, quote unquote. But, like, unless they were the the two side by, you know, your character on the left, you're the uh, enemy character on the right during this negotiation phase, unless they were, like, behind, like, lawyer stands, like, you know, in order to really convey, like, oh, this is, this is an, an argument, and you are trying to win this argument, uh, it would be, yeah, just another flavor of combat. But I'm glad that this game is at least attempting to do something different in that space. Why are you glad about that? Like, are you glad because it opens up the opportunity, like the, it gives vision to other people? Or are you glad, like, what's the, what's to be glad about here? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like being able to, to have that kind of like, um, not like, like it feels, it feels like a new approach to it. Where like, yeah, you have like, like Slay the Spire and then you have like 150 Slay the Spire clones that are just like, use, use card on man and attack them and then they are dead hooray like adding in an aspect of oh well maybe if i could convince this enemy to work with me for my go end goal that seems that seems like different enough to be interesting and even if all the systems here don't like fully come together yeah like maybe yeah. it sets the stage for like someone to do it better down the road i i mean i think that I mean that's that's certainly a one way of looking at it, the wrong way, of course. But like the, <laughs> the this this is so so this is what happens in terms of like the game development. And this is why we had this system, which I think is a very bad system. Is that someone's like, hey, Slay the Spire, that's that's a good game. Let's copy that first. So okay, we're gonna start with let's copy that. And then like, okay, what we can't have it be exactly the same. So what we're going to do is let's take something that this game is lacking, kind of like looking at that. I, I think I mentioned in the past, like the ERRC grid, you got to eliminate raise, uh, uh, what is it? Something create and reduce. And so what they decided to raise in this case to make something that's unique is the story. And they said, okay, well, we're going to just raise the story. And so just on the basis of that one decision, it's just like, everything's going to be based on the story. Well, oh, suddenly, like, as you, if you build out this whole story and you have encounters, you can't just always go right to fighting. If your only option when you encounter someone is to fight or not fight, it's <laughs> super boring so like okay well oh man what do we do oh i know people they negotiate yeah let's add that in there and that'll make it unique and so they just basically started with this bad premise which is that adding more story makes it the game better which was a very bad premise for like roguelike deck builders in my opinion and then they added this negotiation because they were they were trapped by this idea that they needed to have this story and they had to have more variation in what happens and then because of that they had this 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 <laughs> this ugly looking uh, negotiation in there. They had to have all this dialogue in there. They had to add all these other bad elements. And so basically, in my view, they just made the worst version of Slay This Fire. And that's th th that's really what, what happened here is that like, yep, they have a lot of good... Actually, okay, I'm going to hold that, that thought. That's all true. Everything I just said is true. But I will give it a one small... Uh -huh. Like, they had an innovation. They did have one innovation. When you play a card enough times, it upgrades. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, that's very good. That was, I think, the one thing out of this entire game that I'm like, okay, that's... Yeah, now there's suddenly a, an element of like, oh, if you have two of the same card in your hand and one has mm -hmm. like almost an upgrade, now you have an incentive to play that. It feels yeah. good when you get that upgrade and it feels good to be able to make a decision on the basis of that. So that's the I'm going, one thing. I'm going to add on uh, one good and one bad. Uh, okay. 
the good thing of uh i also i really liked how they had um you'd like play the powers or whatever you wanted to call them and they'd like circle around behind your character and it would be something that you could attack i thought that oh, was a for very the, interesting for the negotiation phase yeah i really liked that as like um it's not just uh you you could try and defend yourself or you could try and defend your powers it was like a little bit more of a a nuanced way of dealing with uh that the whatever powers are uh are in slave spire um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's just a form of minions, though, right? In Slate Aspire, you uh, yeah, really only have your own that, yeah. character, unless you're playing um, uh, uh, Defect with the orbs, which are kind of like minions, yeah, or they if don't you're get playing uh, Downfall, where you're playing as the the slime with the actual minions. Like, yeah, I guess they're just minions, but like the way that they're presented and the way that they act, um, I thought was really well done. I liked that a lot. Fair um, I think that's true. That's, and that's honestly, true. And honestly, I think that the both of the combat systems are by themselves moderately good, fairly mm -hmm. good. I don't, I don't. Maybe I didn't. I don't. I didn't play the game enough to like. I didn't play the game as much as I played Slay the Spire enough to like really get a a huge hone on like how good is this game technically. But it's not bad. I know that for sure. Like the combat systems are like. They've got synergies. They work out well. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to circle back to the upgrade, though. Uh, the upgrades were super boring. They're just like, add a name in front of the card. Well, I don't know. I just like, thought they were boring. Right, but then... I, I think, like, agreed boring in the sense of, like, it doesn't... It doesn't transform the card in, like, a, in, like, a humongous way that I feel like... I might be I might be eating my words here a little bit, but like uh, from what like I'm almost on the flip side from what little I've played of Slate of the Spire, an upgrade of like plus one to something for some cards is like basically meaningless versus others is like crazy powerful. And I think in in Grifflands, when you use a card enough times, the little blue meter fills up and at the end of either combat or negotiation, you have the option to, to upgrade it. What I like about that is it gives you the option to upgrade in one direction or another direction. So like, do you want to go, like for example, there's some um, negotiation cards that uh, you can, or, or I think there's also combat cards where like you can draw, uh, like either draw five or like draw one extra one and they're all upgraded or something. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, which one of those do I want? Like. Do I want like a really wide build or a very tall build? Like I thought like the decision making there was good, but like, yeah, it wasn't sexy enough of like, oh my God, this is like, like, I want to, sorry, sorry. I realize as you're talking, I want to narrow in my criticism. The mechanical upgrades to the cards were fine. They were mm -hmm. just a normal upgrade, but in such a narratively driven game for you just, so you have like the card fast talker and it's just like, oh, we're just going to add a word in front of it. You're a visionary fast talker. You're an endearing fast talker or whatever. It's the same art. It's the same blurb text. Like, mm -hmm. just make it a differently named card. It just felt like lazy. Mm. It's just like, I don't know, just throw a thing on front. It's fine. It makes the card, it makes the card more cluttered. It just, I don't know. You could just have them upgrade to different cards. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, Charmander, exactly. Charmeleon, Charizard. <laughs> you have a problem with that? It has char in it. Oh, it's so no, but if it was, if it was like, if it upgraded from, so if you upgraded from Eevee, instead of Vaporeon or Espeon or Umbreon or Vapor, uh, Jolteon or whatever, you know, all of it in Umbeons, you're just like, it's water SP or it's water Eevee. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a bad name for a Pokemon. Well, would Eevee be as special if Char, if like Charmander upgraded into a uh, Zabzorp who uh was like a, a totally different creature and uh like so I like I, I get what you're saying like I there agree are, I, mean, I agree if for we're the gonna most stay part. in the Pokemon realm uh there there are <laughs> like uh Gen one it? Pokemon only Hitmon yeah <laughs> Hitmon Chan evolves or what's the the one that evolves into two different separate directions be like Hitmon Chan or Hitmon Lee no those don't those don't evolve at all. Uh, they do in the like the fossil or like they do in the next games, and in, in, in like the third generation, there's a, a a one that evolves into one or the other based off its attack or defense is stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like you'd be like, even if it was just like you go from fast talker to smooth talker, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And then you get like some cool sunglasses on it. Right. And the art changes. So it's like very similar, but he has his sunglasses on instead. Yeah. Like just that it was just a word slapped in front and uh, the same art. Like if you're going to lean into the aesthetics, which this game did feel like it very much did. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a, a, a miss on that front. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I think like to some degree, yeah, there's an element to be said of like, oh, I can I can recognize like this card's art and understand what it does just by looking at like the little picture of it. Does but like Sl- does Slay the Spire doesn't do that though. Like if you upgrade a card, like the art doesn't change, does it? No, but Slay the Spire doesn't give a shit about that kind of stuff. <laughs> like That's I'd fair. play Slay the Spire if it just had like the word of the card written larger in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's about make number good. It has and... a very. It, it gives a little plus next to the name, and it's and it, and it changes the color. It, yeah, I believe it changes the color to a green color. Um, so it, it makes it very prominent, but it doesn't like it doesn't change. It just says plus. It's the better one. Yeah. And I'll just like, say, like, just while we're talking about the best game of all time, one of the best games of all time. <laughs> Welcome to the spider during cast. during Grifflands. I gotta say, there there are points at which multiple times in these past two weeks that I've been like, I fucking don't care at all about this. Alt F4, and then I immediately click Slay the Spire, and I'm just like, okay, great, gotta cleanse my palate here. Gotta get this that game is way better. Holy, gotta shit. get that second thousand hours in. Well, they're, they're... well, I'm actually, I think I'm only at 800. I think logged on this machine, so like, I'm, I'm not sure what it is overall, but like, it's definitely it's it's over a thousand. But well, it's it's on the roguelike deck builder spectrum. Slay the Spire is a very well. A it was like one of the first deck builder roguelikes. Uh, only I think like only a uh, Hand of Fate one and uh, God, I'm spacing on the other one. But it I was remember... a board game. It was a or it was a oh, what is it called? Um, uh, the Sea maybe. Um, I think it's like Coin Crypt or something. It's like something Coin... you wouldn't you would not expect to be like the first roguelike Dominion. Deck Wasn't it Dominion? No, 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 no. I'm uh, like, I'm not talking about like board games. I'm talking about. Well, that's like... that. I mean, the 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 e version of that was like, I think the first. That's what that's what the creators of Slay Aspire said the game was based on. Or like, yeah, that was the but like, yeah. I, I mean, Dominion's a pretty different game, but I can see yeah. where like 
it is a absolutely a deck building game and i could see hey i want to make this into a video game as a like Sorry, a, a, I didn't a strong, strong yeah uh, i mean like in, so on on that continuum right slay the spire very spartan like borderline arcadey to some degree like you're like i don't know who i am i don't know where i've come from all i know is that i must kill scenario right right there's very there is not a story right ambiance like you said i like that that was a good term to yeah. like say it's not a story it's an <laughs> there's ambience. an ambiance there's a vibe there's yeah. not a story there's totally an ambiance and a, like slay the spire it does what it says on the tin you go in and you slay that damn spire all right yeah grifflands is like the totally other end of the spectrum of like like one of the first things that really bugged me about slay the spire i'm like oh will really loves this game i'll give it a shot like what what am I supposed to do? Like, what's my what? What's my character's motivation? I need to get into the mind of the Ironclad and mm, really understand yeah, no. why he's so enraged all the time. So, like, Grifflands, totally other end of the spectrum, right? Very narrative, very story driven. Um, I can I can understand that, like, yeah, this started off as like an RPG and then they pivoted into, into a deck builder roguelike. I wonder if like it would have been a better RPG if they just leaned more heavily into that. Or if it would have been a better roguelike if they just like cut out some of the story stuff and like more focus more on that. I feel like by straddling the two, it kind of does both a disservice a little bit. But yeah. I think I still like the end product a lot because like I was playing through the first character's campaign. I'm like, I was getting like pretty invested in it. I'm like, okay, like, like I'm rallying like these troops to go and like take down this bounty hunter. I had like a reason, like I focused like really well on my uh, negotiation deck. I'm like, okay, I've got like this really good synergy. I really like screwed up my combat deck really bad by just overdrafting it a ton. And like I got to the final boss fight and I'm like, well, it's combat. I did not really hone my combat deck very well. I'm just going to get bean really bad. But you know what? I'm interested in trying this again with a more balanced approach. Like, there's that, for me, there's that hook that, like, okay, even though I've seen, like, the story beats to come, I think they're different each time that you play in such a way that, like, yeah, I know my end goal is to go and, like, kill this, you know, bounty hunter lady at the end of the end of the story, but I want to see what other stuff is different along the way and try to, like, you know, focus on that balance between the two decks to get there. But, okay, so let me let me just, it's not that different. Like that's the thing is like so so a game like Mass Effect, which I think mm -hmm. does this mechanic right, there there is a many branches. Like you can make decisions at any point about do I save this person, do I kill this person, yeah. and like those are all very important uh, positions to have. But by the end of the game, I mean most players just play it one time, and like that's it. And yeah. you're like, okay, oh, I didn't do this thing. Let me watch the video. Like, let me go on to YouTube and watch the, like what the cinematic for what would happen if I would chose chosen that. And this game is like, oh, you died. Now go back and make that exact same decision, or don't. But like, <laughs> you're gonna take the opposite position then. Like, oh, you're gonna either be the bootlicker or you're gonna be a part of the rebellion. And it's just like, okay. And then once you play the game for the third time, it's just like, oh, great. I have to make this. Ex I have to choose exactly one of the decisions I had made before. And chances are, I, I, as far as I can tell, I, I didn't actually beat the game in the many times I played. And I, I consider myself pretty good at this type of game, though. I mean, like, <laughs> I think I, I, just want, I mean, I, I can see yeah. very much the similarities. And like, I mean, you draw five cards, you have three AP, you like, 
and yeah. I know what cards are good in general based on mm-hmm. my understanding of these games. And I didn't beat the game in like the probably eight times I played it. Right, which means that you need to play it many more times to right get exactly meta, meta currencies so you can like start with more health. Right, you so they want you to play one storyline over more than three times is my is my estimation. They want you to probably play it like five, six, seven times before you actually beat one of the characters. And I have a big problem with that. I got a big problem with that because that gets old <laughs> real fast. And then you're sitting there just like I am on the first run, clicking as fast as you can through all the dialogue because it's just boring. It's just well, so... you just right click and it goes automatically to the end. Well, I wish I would have known that. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> How did you not accidentally I don't right find click. I, 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 I... Your fingers don't this twitch. This is you... a left click only game. There I'm a no left clicker. You don't if have I can't... Your, your finger doesn't accidentally click the right mouse I, I, button I'm sorry, one happen. time. There should have been a tutorial on how to right click because I would have definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, I happened after like the third time it happened. I was like, oh, cool. I mean, maybe my hands are just twitchier than yours. Sidebar uh, or I my mouse is related to tutorial stuff. Uh, like the first, I don't know, maybe like the first hour or so I was like continuously forgetting like how everything in this game worked. But I think like I was glad that you just hit the start button tutorial. Bam, right there. In case you like have the attention span of a fly like me, and you're just like, wait a minute, how do, like is what am I supposed to do during negotiation again? Boom, right there. This is how all the stuff worked. Very clear. I thought that was great. Uh, I think like even even now, a lot of times when I'm playing Slay the Spire, I'm just like, uh, what happens if I do this? I'm like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Why would I do that? Where's my undo button? Undo button. I don't think in this in Grifflands I needed to to hit an undo button. They had very good like, tool tips. Yes. Their tool very, tips on their cards was very good. Yeah. Well, well, tell me what you thought about the music and other irrelevant things to the actual <laughs> game. I mean, really, what are you talking about now? Uh, so so yeah. the music, I thought... Uh, <laughs> that was a serious question, but... Yeah, I don't remember if there was music or not. The music, I think, was was okay to start. I, I think, like, as I was digging through uh, the music to put, uh, to anchor for the, for the end of the podcast, like... Uh, I was kind of bummed that like all the good music is for later characters. And that's not to say that like your beginner characters music, like her bad, her music is bad or anything. Uh, But like, I think that like the music for like daytime and nighttime uh, combat and negotiation is like just slightly like better in a hard to describe way for the Rook character and the Smith character, just a little bit like, and I think that, like, also maybe a little too repetitive. Um, if there was, like, one or two more tracks in there, or if it went slightly longer, then, like, yeah, like, I I generally like the music in this game. Um, but if there was just, like, a little more or a little more variety to it, because, uh, like, at some point, you know, it's, like, the same thing playing in the, in the background over and over again. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. And, you know, while playing this on the bus on the Steam Deck, like, I was mostly not playing with headphones just kind of muted the whole time um but when i was playing at home on the desktop i'm like yeah okay like the music is good here sound effects nice and crunchy uh overall like the art aesthetic i think is great uh the music aesthetic i think works really well with it i think that stuff works really well i don't like i don't like clay visuals like clay entertainment Mm -hmm. i don't like the way that their games look the very edgy Venture Brothers almost kind of cartoon look to them. 
uh it's not the edges it's the way that the that like their bodies are proportioned or something i don't know um, that's yeah that's right i don't I, did you like uh the don't starve aesthetic i don't like don't starve i don't like mm. uh i mean don't starve's fine i mm-hmm. just it, it 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 doesn't bring anything of value to me it, it, it gets to the point where i just I just tune it out. Like generally for me, there is no negative for visuals. There's just not having the positive. So it just got a zero instead of a negative, but like uh, oxygen not included, not included. or uh, did not. Actually, that one is one of the few games where I thought the uh, the visuals somehow did drag it into a negative. Hmm. Uh and this one's just like, eh, I don't know. Something about it, the stylization just doesn't do it for me. Um, but if you, valued listener, like that <laughs> style, it is the best example of their style. I yep. think it's it's the best of the, the Clay Entertainment games that I've played in terms of like, its style is very good for what it is. I just don't like it. I mean... I mean, I agree. I, I don't. I don't like it. Right. This is just like. Uh, I. I think I feel that way about many of uh, the very cartoony sort of games in general. But like with Don't Starve, like I, at the time, it felt like the the two D animation in a three D like 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 sort of like or kind of a isometric game. I really I, that was somewhat novel. I don't think I ever really. That's experienced- fine. I, like I thought it, I thought it was really fun in that way, and I thought I, I it really added to the game. The the art in that game, in fact, I would say is like one of its really its great qualities. And I and I think that I gave that game like I don't know like an eight or an eight point five. I thought it was a really pretty good game, but um, uh, this one no, it didn't actually help it. And I yeah, I did, I did, all the characters are disproportionate, and uh, <laughs> I just um, they're, they're cartoony. Just, I don't I don't it's like very exact. It's, it's an exaggerated cartoon. Right, I'm looking at just like pictures of Don't Starve, and it's like the houses like shut up and out and sideways and their planks are all at odd angles and everything looks like it's it's exaggerated more than i more than like gritty stylization or something i don't know um i think my my hot take here just to make will even more mad i think i like the art style here a lot better than slate the spire you are Oh my god! Oh, I can't even process that. What the I have no problem with you having that opinion. Slay the Spire is like a neutral mm-hmm. on. It's like its aesthetic is fine, but it's not the goal of it. And I think that this game does a good job of doing what it wants. And it's 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 it, I it's the same as uh your love for the narrative. Like yeah, if you like the narrative, then it's good for you. If you like this aesthetic style, then it's it does a good job at that. Slay the Spire is just meh. Mm-hmm. The, there is literally, I mean, literally for a long time, it had like the beta art was just like, I don't know, I hand drew some shit. Like the art does not matter. This game is not about the art. Right. Uh, this yeah. It makes it very clear what's important. Slay the Spire, game not about art. This game is about the art. Fun. It's it about does fun. a good job of, <laughs> of coherently making that art throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is an unrelated question. I barely even remember what I was going to, but, uh, what, what made me think of it, but, uh, Scott, have you played Disco Elysium? Mm, No, but like, it's one of those games that like is an absolute Scott trap for me. Yeah. You should stay far away from it because I know that like, you will sink 40 to 80 hours into it. I know just like like it a lot. It's got really, that's the aesthetic that I like. And 
it's got the thing where, oh, I remember it was, it was the choices, you know, like speech versus whatever choices. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is like, you get to make really, really interesting choices. Yeah. Like completely, maybe Will, you'd like it to, I don't know, but I know Scott would love it, but you like the dialogue changes dramatically based off what you, you can do like the one where you just like can talk to objects and they just like whisper sweet nothings in your ears and you like talk to the, 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 like, and it's unclear if you're actually just hearing voices or if they're actually telling you things and the art's great and putting points into things genuinely has a, a, difference in the outcome of the game because it's it's a more like traditional rpg right or or not like traditional Mm. rpg but like you have that kind of like point assignment system of like yes points into this to do that it's got a point it's it's got the rpg style stats just the the stats that the the points that you're putting into are like weird Mm -hmm. uh like one of them is just like how much do you like drugs (laughs) that's like a point system of just like how how into drugs are you and how how like how many drugs can you take and still have like a good time? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like and there's... like you can. There, there's like a thing in that game where you like, if you don't have enough constitution, you like sit down on a chair and it's a really hard chair and and, and it's like really uh, and it lowers your constitution. And uh, I died from some sitting in the chair and it had a specific dialogue for that. Was like <laughs> you sit in the chair it, and it was like described viscerally, like how uncomfortable the chair was and how it, that was like the straw that broke you and drove you mad. Nice, and it was delightful. Uh, I mean, this makes me almost want. I mean, if it wasn't so story driven, it does look like a very story well. I think you game. might you might like it. I mean, it's got very positive reviews, and I like the sound of the zaniness of it. Game. It's that's, nice. It looks like Fallout One or Two, or yeah, 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 one of those early Fallout games. Which that's I, the I don't kind think of I game. Played. That's the kind of game, Will, that you like. Sit down, you block off like in a whole rainy afternoon. You have like a a like a fifth, or you have like a thumb or two of scotch ready to go, okay. <laughs> and you're just kind of like very like. My assumption, of course, like if I if I touch this game, I'm not gonna like sleep for two weeks. Uh, you know, and you you very casually navigate around the landscape, clicking on things and getting like deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you blink and it's morning. Yeah. All right. I mean, I've completely, it's on sale right I've now. completely <laughs> derailed this podcast, but I did want to like well, well, make sure that I, I gave that extra plug because yeah. uh, that's a game that makes meaningful choices. And I think to, it's well, very to interesting. circle back to circle back some to Grifflands. Would Grifflands, in your guys' opinion, be better? if it was more in that RPG direction or better if like all the story stuff was just totally stripped out and it was just the, the combat and negotiation stuff. I want the combat and the negotiation cards to somehow work together. I want them to either be like both of there's, there's a single deck and you either are playing the top half or the bottom half mm. style thing, like Gloomhaven. You're like, Oh, you're getting a, or you're, you know, you're getting new cards and you have to, choose between one that has like a really good battle effect and one's that got a good like negotiation effect and the other half's bad i don't i don't know if that would be a good game i haven't really thought through it'd be it would be a different game but i didn't like that they didn't that the two halves had nothing to do with each other Mm -hmm. there was really no synergy there were no cards that you could play for one or the other there was a synergy in a sense that like if you did all negotiation like at, at the end of the negotiation it gives you the opportunity to earn health 
And so the game was very much yeah. encouraging you to alternate between the two. And so sure, in, that, sure, sure. in that sense, it's in a synergy, but I agree overall that, that that's but the decks themselves. Like the game had synergy, but the decks themselves did not. There, right. there was no overlap between them. If, like, you, if you get a card that like is like if you have a gun and it's like the gun is like the overcharge or like, you know, the flourish, a, a shoot, then your negotiation side should be like, instead of shooting the gun, it should mm -hmm. be like, do the flourish and pointing it at them to intimidate Ooh, them. Like, is that, is that right? That yeah. Like I want, I wanted the, the cards to be blended together. And then also like the negotiations to be blended together, like threat of force as a negotiation technique where it's like, okay, you can still use all your negotiation cards, but you still get the same like negative modifier because you started pulling a gun instead and yeah. like you get the same bad malice effect from from fighting them uh or like, your, your... I, don't, I don't know like that this is starting it turns it into a different game yeah but like i wanted there to be some linking of the two decks because otherwise it's just like oh i'm just i'm just playing two deck builders at the same time yeah and it's diluting both of them yeah, why it has to be super long so that you can upgrade both of them to feel like you have synergy. Like that was the yeah. whole purpose of like making the game too long is so that you can upgrade both of them. It's basically twice as long because you have to I mean, do three times with the dialogue and click and like, unless you right click, of course. Yeah, it's you basically game... twice as long because there's twice as many decks. Colin, you know what game is way too long but does the the simultaneous or the the single deck with simultaneous actions really well? Even? The other, well, remember like a million years ago when we played War of the Ring. Uh, yes yeah. those cards have like that like you, you just clicked off because yeah. i've never played yeah. Gloomhaven before but war of the ring like each of those cards has like you know a they're like it's a single deck but it, like yeah it's like it's two separate things going on simultaneously and yeah like will's 100 percent right like if you in the negotiation phase like gonna bring out the gun all right yeah like the gun is part of negotiation amazing like great idea uh, it, and, and instead of like the two decks being an either or situation, it becomes the single deck where the cards are either or. And that I think is super interesting. So like, if, if nothing else, you know, the all I'm, you know, a, I'm sure all of the clay entertainment staff are big fans of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so after we've been, uh, dunking on their game for, for a solid hour, I'm sure they're going to write yeah. down all these notes and be like, yes, of course they've cracked the code for Grifflands too. Uh, but that would be something that that yeah, like would be super great to see in either a Grifflands two or if some someone ran with that idea for their own indie spinoff game. I think that I great. think it would be much much harder to make. That's It'd true. Yeah, it would balance. be a really hard pro problem. But yeah, I think there's a much higher chance there would be a bad game. But if you really wanted to have that dual aspect of it, that's what I think I would need in order to like feel like it totally engaged me. And I'll just throw this out there, you know, because I'm just such a genius. But um, yeah, this very mechanic of having your equipment affect the cars you have. This is what's going into the game that I'm building, which is a Slay the Spire knockoff. So that is, a, I think, well, a very you know, great it, idea. It better be good then. It better have. The game he's building, are, in quotes. Well, I mean, Supposedly it's, building. It's all, I it's just all coming to together, Jerry. Course. You know, I, I still only have 40 hours left of that. Then it'll be it's well on its way. But okay, yeah. I do have to give my... How do you fix this game? Um, yeah. Sort of a quick synopsis here, because I think we've, we've touched on it, but just to make it very clear, like Mass Effect, just blend it with Mass Effect. If you're going to, I get it. You're leaning into RPGs. You want a story. Okay. Make those decisions important and make it so that yeah. you have to pay attention along the way. Because tell you what, you just right click 
and through the dialogue and it makes absolutely no difference about like the direction the game goes so make that important and also and that's my first piece of advice second piece of advice add x-rated content or, okay <laughs> add add in like okay so what made mass effect special <laughs> in some sense Damn. why did you care why did you care as a player whether or not you're oh because you get to date some people you get to form relationship like uh -huh. you already have liking and disliking make it so that you can form a romantic relationship with some i mean people. hades has that i know and this is just such an obvious thing for mine of like what sells sex sells i mean come on this is classic marketing come on and so love that, that... sells will love <laughs> and that's how you make sts better slay the spire you need it to you need the ironclad to find love on the way through the tower and then to give up on defeating the heart and settle down and raise some little yeah, iron disgusting. children this is all terrible no no the, the, the that heart, game's the just focused gonna be like up a purely on the best cartoon game. heart Oh. All right, it's shooting out love beams. <laughs> oh. It doesn't kill the heart. You're actually stitching two pieces together. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. No, I hate it. Um, but like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right though. That that it, you need meaningful choices. That's right. That's that's what the the. If you want to have a narrative, you need to have choices that matter to the narrative. Yep. Otherwise, so, it's just them talking at you. That's that's my big uh, my that I mean I'm always here with telling people how to make better games. This is how you do it. This one could have been a an eight point five. I think they could have got it up to an eight point five if these were meaningful choices and relationships were more important. I think that these it could have been a much better game because it had the solid basis. As soon as you ground yourself and slay the spire, it's hard to do less than a six out of ten. Um, unfortunately, well. Oh wait, do we want to get into the the rankings here? Yeah, let's uh yeah. hit the hit that transition lever. Okay, the transition hit because I mean, like, okay, base level. If you're a Slay the Spire knockoff, you you can't you're not going to do worse than six, which is my minimum for recommendation. But this only this game gets up to a six point five, which is like sad because it's got a lot of really like interesting components. It's got some interesting characters, races, like this whole um, world. It's designed. It's very novel. It's got all these things going into it, but it didn't get more than point zero and point five out of that <laughs> because it's just so it's just so annoying to go through all the dialogue and to not really feel like it's meaningful and to have two decks and to have the game last three to four times as long in a run in a game that you want me to play many times through and make the same decisions. No, this is a very bad game design. I mean, clearly, like who who's thinking about this? Uh, this is a terrible. So, so the six point five out of ten. I think that puts it at eight out of the. How many have we played so far? We played quite a few. Uh, twenty two games so far. So eight out of twenty two. I mean, you made it onto the the upper half, but I mean, you're, you're not competing <laughs> with exactly some of the best games of all time here. So that's not yeah. saying much. Um, I think this puts it. Uh, what is it equal to Stacklands? Yeah. yeah equal to streets of rogue which we played um just recently yeah so like not games that i i, I i'm never gonna play this game again that's that's the end of it i didn't finish it i don't really feel need to that's just how yeah. it is uh i'll go next um i feel like as per usual i'm like somewhere in the middle between will and scott um <laughs> but in this time in this case i think it's in the in a weird way it's the, i got the worst of both i got the scott's I, like i'm halfway between will and scott for how much i like slay the spire and i'm halfway between for how much i like uh having uh narrative in my game and it ended up being just like on the, the lower half of both like i don't like deck building games enough and i dislike 
the story aspects too much. So it just kind of was like a synergy of both of them not being that great. So I this is as 10 out of 10 out of 22 or whatever, which is like right on the edge of games that I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah, again, I probably won't play it. I want I I put it in my category of games I I want to like it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of things going for it, but it's just it's a lot. There's just so much and I don't I don't want to like there's so many things you have to learn mm-hmm. and I just felt like I was starting to understand how to play the first character and then I looked at the second character and it's like every keyword's different. <laughs> now you have to learn everything over again and you're in a different town and the people you're fighting have different abilities. It's like Oh, and there's a third character I haven't even looked at. It's like, this is a lot of work. And if I really wanted to play a deck builder game, I would go play a better deck builder. And if I want to play a narrative game, I could find a better narrative game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it doesn't hit anything. It's not the best in any, it's a, it's a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I just looked at, I need to have 10 gigabytes of space in order to uh, install Disco Elysium. I think I'm just going to delete this game and make room for it because uh, my computer is way too full. But uh, I think that's that's the great idea. Well, when we have the uh, the the Clay Entertainment devs on to uh, to judge Will's game when we finally get to that, that'll be a, a nice be a masterpiece. Episode. It will well, be I'm gonna an absolute game. masterpiece. <laughs> so I think hard. it's the best thing I've ever thought of in my entire life. The entire the whole thing is just beautiful. not enough romance <laughs> options. Zero out of ten. <laughs> uh, for me, like I was walking around yesterday and I was very confident that this was going to be my new number two game. And I was like, you know what? I really there's a lot of stuff I really like about this game. I'm excited to go back to it. I really like the art style, like unlocking new characters. Like I'm excited to check, like deep dive more of them. And like the more that I thought about it, I think like both of you have raised a lot of really great points. It's just been like tumbling down the rankings. Like every time. <laughs> no. as we've uh, been speaking here, you're like, oh, uh, one, two, three, four. But like, yeah, but like it's still. I think it's still in good company, and I think like. Um, like I, I kept thinking, like, okay, is this game better than FTL? Because I kept waffling, like, well, FTL has like a lot of like bullshit randomness associated with it. FTL like doesn't have any story. FTL's art is kind of Spartan, but it's like a titanically iconic game for a reason because like it's tight. Yeah, it's like it's very it's so tightly designed that there's like there's no room for gaps anywhere. Um Yeah, so I think, like, you know, is Grifflands better than Binding of Isaac? Well, I don't know. Like, Binding of Isaac also random for similar kind of reasons. So, like, I think it's it's kind of, like, nestled down into the, like, just behind Binding of Isaac a little bit and just ahead of Hand of Fate 2 just a little bit. So I think that's, like, for me, that's good company and that, that feels right. And I probably have to close the spreadsheet now before it tumbles down any further. But like, I think for me, like it has a lot of things clicking for it. I'm like, okay, like everything is very is much is very clear about like what what is happening, so that I'm not accidentally like, oh, I'll click this and oh no, like where's my back button, uh, kind of a thing. So for me, it's it's my new number five out of twenty two game behind Binding of Isaac, ahead of Hand of Fate two. That that feels right. The more that I'm kind of waffling around, uh, around on it, uh, and then that'll put 
Grifflands overall at our new number nine out of 22, averaging, averaging out all of our rankings here, just behind Risk of Rain and just ahead of Streets of Rogue. Again, I think like that feels like welcome territory. So like if people are fans of those games, then I think they would be a fan of this too. I think for me, this is the best roguelike deck builder that we've played so far. And I'm sure that like of the ones that we have coming down the pipe, like it's it's gonna get tight. Like it the the it's gonna be hard to rank these against each other as time goes on. Just just to get some clarity here, it, do you think Slay the Spire is better than this game? Well, holy I, I think... shit! You said well to that. <laughs> we, uh... I mean, finish your thought. Find out know. some other time. Grandpa. Yeah, I I I kind of feel like we should do a Slay the Spire episode eventually, but yeah, also that's, that, that we that have one's... independently talked about it so much that we don't really need that. I was I was going to select it for this one, but I'm just like, well, you know, this is lo- like that, and I've already played 800 hours of that one. Yeah, I guess I need anything to make Scott play it all the well, way. Wait, beat the how, game once. Does it does it combine Sad. Downfall with Slay the Spire? Oh, down yeah, the Downfall plus, I, I mean, mean Downfall is just a work, I mean, just the most beautiful, I mean, sorry, I that's a, a, a whole other thing, but it's a beautiful. Yeah. So, so yeah, we have we like slay the spire. A stay tuned and a half for sure. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of other roguelike deck builders, including our follow up episode after this, which is uh, Monster Train. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna be doing Monster Train. Um, and we're going to have a guest appearance by my friend Joe, uh, who specifically requested. Um, after, oh, I can't remember, it was one of the earlier deck building games mm-hmm. that we did, and he was like, are you guys going to do Monster Train? If you do, I want to do Monster Train so I can argue with Will about whether or not it's better than Slay the Spire. <laughs> so, guess what? It's Next time game. we're talking about Slay the Spire again, not better in the context of whether uh, it, it v Monster Train, um, and we'll see if, uh, if 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 it can roll roll its large train Oh, I, I've Monster got a lot of thoughts on this. Right yeah, no, he, there's there's certainly a lot of things to be compared there, and uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Joe has got a lot of brilliant insights to bring into this, and I'm excited to hear what he has yeah. to say in a couple of weeks. As someone who's actually made a game, he might. Uh... <laughs> no, just kidding. But is he uh, is like is he as opinionated though? Because that's really what matters. Um, yeah, it might get contentious. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But he has strong opinions as well. So we'll 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 have some good times. So we'll start in this corner. We've got a widow right in this corner. Yeah. It'll be well, like Star Trek versus Star Wars, where they both probably like both of them, but uh the the, the subtle nuances breed hatred. <laughs> anyway. Well, the two monsters are going to uh duel each other out as this uh deck building roguelike train continues next week with Monster Train. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, oh yeah, well, yeah, I got all these social plugs I gotta do. What am I doing here? The whole thing's <laughs> out of order. Uh, but it, it's very important that people know that our email is grogpodzone at gmail.com. It's very important that people know that we have a Mastodon. We're one of ten people who do. Uh, and that is grogpod at gamedev.place. And it's very important that we have a website on the grogpod.zone, uh, zone domain, uh, because you can't get any better than that, really. Uh, so if you want to find all of our all of our rankings and data and all that stuff that we use to to form the show, you can find all that on the website. Uh, yeah, next week, Monster Train. Uh, but in the meantime, to play us out is going to be a ballad 
of a Warhammer-wielding Kradeshi frogman drunkenly barfighting his way back into his family inheritance.